Hi, I'm Ethan Kim, and you're listening to Break the System from My Technique. Welcome back to Break the System, the show that breaks down systems through science. Today, we're breaking down switch costs as a follow-up to our episode on multitasking. I briefly talked about attention and how multitasking is actually not that great of a tool for productivity. There's also a cost to multitasking called switch costs, which is essentially what it sounds like. Except, just knowing that there's a cost to multitasking isn't exactly why you're here. You might want to know what it is and what's the science behind it. So that's our topic for today. Let's get into it. So before we get into the nitty gritty of multitasking, I'm going to rewind the clock a little bit and do a quick refresher on our episode of multitasking. What I mentioned was that when we pay attention to something like a task, our brain will start to filter out unnecessary sensory information like the pressure on your butt from sitting or maybe the noise from a fan. When we multitask, we interfere with our brain's ability to filter and let those sensory stimuli affect our focus. Now, in that time between we switch from one task to another, there's a cost to our attention known as switch costs. More specifically, It's known as cognitive flexibility in psychology. It's an executive function of the brain, which is a fancy way of saying it's a function of the brain that controls behavior. Under cognitive flexibility, there's two main sub-functions. Task switching, which occurs unconsciously, so it's not under your control, and cognitive shifting, which occurs consciously. Want to take a guess on what region of the brain controls cognitive flexibility? If you've listened to our past episodes, I've talked about it quite a bit. It's the prefrontal cortex. There's been a few papers from the mid-90s and onwards, but a common theme among those papers is that there's a considerable amount of time between switching from one task to another. The more complex the task, the longer it took to switch. You've probably experienced this one way or another. I certainly have. It's probably no sweat for you to switch from eating to going back to work and vice versa. Eating isn't a particularly difficult task, or at least I hope so. But it's going to take a lot longer for you to switch from, let's say, a coding project to doing your multivariable calculus. Two wholly different types of subject matter which involve various parts of your brain to work together. These are the type of tasks that take much longer to switch between. Not only that, switching between tasks causes fatigue, which makes sense. Let me tell you why. Our brains run on something called glucose and oxygen. In fact, our brain uses 20% of our entire caloric intake per day. That's a huge amount compared to its size. So when we start to use more of both glucose and oxygen, the brain starts to fatigue because it demands more and more. When we switch between tasks, it essentially requires your brain to ramp up that intake because it's shutting down one process and starting another. As the day goes on and you switch more and more, your fatigue increases. And as you might be aware, the more fatigued you are, the more mistakes you make. It's this negative spiral as you continue to switch and perhaps even get frustrated 
that you can't get something done as you switch again. That builds up fatigue and you make more mistakes, switch again, make even more mistakes. This vicious cycle continues. Our time spent hasn't really equaled our effort nor have the results. It's an inefficient use of our time and energy. So in short, multitasking has an innate cost to it called switch costs, which consists of both the mental and physical energy required to switch and the time in which it takes to switch. The more switching you do, the larger the cost becomes and the more mistakes you make. This causes you to get even more fatigued and frustrated, leading to even more mistakes. The more we talk about it, the worse multitasking seems. But for you optimists out there, it isn't quote-unquote outright horrible. There are benefits from switching to one task to another as a refresher. So how can we use multitasking or not use multitasking to help us with our productivity? Here's a couple of tips. 1. Concentrate on one task at a time. If you're like me or my coworkers or colleagues, you have a million things on your plate. But letting those things distract you from the task at hand is not only a detriment to your current task, but the things you're thinking about as well. While we're not giving 100% of our attention to our task at hand, it negatively affects our performance across the board. So if you're concentrating on one task, the return you get in your investment will be much higher. 2. This tip has a couple that sort of weave together. The first is to limit the number of switches you do. Each of those switches and switch costs can really start to add up throughout the day. The second bit is to consider limiting switches, but instead take breaks every so often instead of trying to switch between tasks. The Pomodoro method, for example, gives you a 25-minute work period and 5-minute breaks. Do that 4 times and you get a 30-minute break. Or you can personalize it to your own liking, kind of like how I do it. I like to do 45 minutes of work and 15-minute break chunks. I get more work done and the break feels more satisfying after 45 minutes of hard work when compared to 25 minutes and 5-minute breaks. If you're curious on why breaks are good, listen to my last episode on breaks to learn why they're actually helpful for us to be productive rather than not. And three, chunk your day out in blocks and dedicate those blocks for one or two tasks at most. Knowing that you have, say, two hours blocked for studying will first give you a mental timer of sorts. Making productive use of those two hours will not only leave you feeling pretty satisfied, but also a sense of completion. This, with the previous two and maybe a half tips, will hopefully help you multitask less and focus on one task at a time. Multitasking might seem like this magic tool for getting a lot of things done at once, but really, we're doing ourselves a massive disservice by not putting our full effort into one task. Not only will the quality of the endgame of the task be higher, but you'll probably do it in less time than you would have if you multitasked. So with that, we're going to close it off for this week. We'll be back next week with another episode. If you want us to talk about a topic, 
let us know either on Twitter or Instagram at mytechni.io. Until next time, stay productive and stay curious. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Break the System. I've been your host, Ethan. We'll be back with more episodes of Break the System every Thursday. If you're interested in our other podcast series, make sure to check out the Canvas series, which airs every month. You can find us on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, and any of your favorite podcasting apps. If you found any of the tips helpful, or just simply enjoyed the episode, you can leave us a 5-star review and recommend our podcast to friends or colleagues that might find it useful as well. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.